0: Hi everybody, we are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in
1: OWL and Believe.com. This week, we break down the Grand Finals, share our thoughts on the future of the League, and explore this year's Halloween event. Hello, hello,
0: everybody. Welcome to this week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Uh, We are in firmly in October now. We're about midway through October. um, Mm -hmm. And it still feels like summer in SoCal. At least we're not burning up and breathing in smoke down here. How's life on the uh, NorCal side of things, Kevin?
1: Uh, Northern California is okay. I did a lot over between, you know last recording and this recording. Um we have the 24 hour stream on Saturday. Um that that was a trek on its own. Um and then I also started my new job um yesterday. So it's just a lot of things that I'm starting to juggle and getting used to being outside again and uh <laughs> understanding how the sun works. It's just a whole bunch <laughs> of you know weird things that I'm not used to. Like what what does the world like before noon? Oh that's <laughs> what it looks like. It's just kind of and, and warm and sunny and optimistic. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird.
0: <laughs> How'd the stream go? 24 hours.
1: Um the 24 hour stream went pretty well, honestly. Like I, I was kind of expecting only like maybe like three or four people to watch the entire thing. Um I was having a consistent view of like I think eight. Um and I was jumping around between games. It was a lot of console games. I did my first eight hours on Ghost of Tsushima. Um, They're putting in a I, pet
0: the dog mode. But, or, or, yeah, hey, I'm, the I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> dude, pet the
1: persuade the dogs to join your team. Like, that's that's the play. Um, but yeah, there was that. There's... Um, Plays of Project Diva. Persona 5 Dancing. Uh, did... Did I put on the Switch? I know my last hours were on Switch. Um, I did Slay the Spire. I did uh i gotta i gotta look at the list of games there was some that i was trying to get done like we tried to do phasmophobia um later in the stream but i would have to download it like while the stream was running and i couldn't um because that you know messes with the the frame rate um yeah we played pokemon we played valhalla there's just a whole bunch of games but honestly um if you're ever gonna attempt a 24-hour stream there are some guidelines obviously the first thing is like don't don't let your body feel like it's empty at any moment because if you're hungry you get gassy and gassy is not good for stream (laughs) Uh, it's way easier to eat every four hours and teach your body to just be like okay well it's snack time it's time to eat some more dino nuggets it's time to it's time to heat up a hot pocket like you just have to like it's fine if it's junk food because like i have to minimize the amount of time that I'm off camera to prove that I didn't pass out or go to sleep or anything. Um bathroom breaks are okay. Like there's no there's no need to like hold it in. Just like go to the bathroom. Can you go to the bathroom? Uh but yeah, the the way how I describe it is the first twelve hours are the easiest. Um you get into 16 hours and that's how long you would have been awake if you uh-huh. weren't sleeping. Um if you do it at the time that I did it, I started at noon, the day of, and so I had to the second you see the sun come up, you're like, okay, you're you're in the final stretch. For me, the sun came up at like six, so I had a ele- I had like another like six hours to go. Um, but while I was like trekking through it, the last three hours are the most difficult, like once you get into hour twenty one through twenty four. Like it is just rough to stay awake. Um, lucky for me, I did have an entire case of Red Bull sitting next to me, but See, I those only finally drank. Finally, came it handy. <laughs> I drank only two. Like, yeah. I I did I did relatively well for not like chugging them down. Um, but yeah, I feel like your body's more thankful for you for not chugging them down. Yeah, way 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 more thankful. Um, but yeah, a couple of people. Like, I would see people say, like, all right, good night. And I'd be like, okay, bye. I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> and, like, it's so funny because they, like, they slowly, when you're talking for 24 hours straight, you have to, like, keep some sort of, like, mental note. You can't get, like, super, like, negative all the time. Every game tilts you or you, like, can't do it. You just have to stop. Um, I remember at some point, like, I was playing a rhythm game and I'm like, I. Physically cannot keep track of the notes right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm too mentally boomed to think right now. So let's do something easier. Um so <laughs> there's moments where I'm just like, I can't I physically cannot do this game right now. Uh and then later on, like you start like rambling on about stuff, especially like my last I think two or three hours of the stream were Pokemon. And so it's really funny the way how like I describe like my last bit of like the game because in my head I'm thinking of like these plays that I need to make on screen. Um and like there was one part where I was like fighting I think it was a it was an Arcanine and it was their last Pokemon and I was like, okay, I have I have my grass Pokemon that knows a fighting move and then I have like my I have a water Pokemon and I'm like, yo, yeah, I'm just gonna spit on this dog. And they're like <laughs> they're just like what do you mean i'm like oh wait i'm gonna use hydro pump on arcanine don't worry about it i'm gonna spit on this dog and they're like excuse me i'm like yes arcanine is a dog and i'm going to use hydro pump on it and they're like "Oh, oh okay and so like it would get to a point where i'm like okay they have a they have a this pokemon so I'm gonna I'm gonna take my snake and I'm gonna coil it and then I'm gonna spit on them. And they're like, what do you what do you mean? I'm <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like I'm describing my tactics, but it's not like fluent. <laughs> like nobody understands or they understand it's always like said in the wrong way. Uh, but it was See, in, in any other context
0: other than Pokemon, spitting on someone else's dog <laughs> would just be totally unacceptable.
1: <laughs> it's, just, it's just rude, but like it's it's a fire Pokemon, man. I gotta I have to use a water move. Um <laughs> made no sense at the time, but like you deteriorate quick um but it was fun. It was a good experience um I think it would be way better if I narrowed the amount of games or if I had um games where I knew that I could play with friends. the thing is like when you have other people who can like take the take the reins from you um uh, for a little bit so you don't have to talk it it's very helpful um. That's why I was trying to organize an Among Us game during the stream. Um, but, yeah, you know, you can only play Among Us with at least, like, eight people or something like that. So it got kind of difficult later uh, later on in the night. But it's really fun to to try it. If you have enough mental stamina or if you think that you can do it, as long as you believe you can do it, you can do it. Like, you can... I think I can I think I yeah can. you gotta you gotta think and then you also have to make sure you have at least four red bulls like don't and don't don't start chugging your energy drink at the beginning you want to save it for like rations uh drink it when you start nodding off which for me was at 18 hours and then just try to power through the rest of it with whatever you have left so uh yeah a couple of tricks there if you're if you're gonna ever attempt it it was a good experience I did Meet, run into a couple more people who i probably wouldn't have because i'm playing games that are a lot more obscure um but yeah i i didn't reach any of my crazy goals that i set um in terms of like subs or donations or anything but um i did let everybody know on stream that that was probably like my last stream that i'm gonna have for a while just because of work Mm -hmm. um but everybody was really supportive of that so i'm really happy that you know at least i could end with a bang like nobody else is going to be like oh i'm done streaming but i'll do 24 hours and then uh until the next one and they're like okay how's how's the new job starting that um yeah so i just started yesterday um yesterday yesterday i met the guy who runs the whole thing yesterday um essentially i am a studio manager um On UC Berkeley campus so I have key card access into like one building Uh, but we're building a studio in there and then we're gonna have like professors teach like online um, like seminars Um, and yeah that's what I'm that's what I'm working on Uh, just helping them out run their studio and be the kind of West Coast representative at the moment because um, they're mainly based out of uh, like the Midwest So this is like their first time going over this way. Um, But yeah, it's they've been wanting to have me on the team for a while, but because of COVID and everything being thrown off, um, we couldn't get started until their next uh, semester, which happens to be the fall, which is right now. So uh, yeah, we're slowly getting getting started and getting ready for that. Well, congrats on starting a new job thank you it's very rough like one of the things that i wanted to say is like i'm gonna miss the quote-unquote rona summer i'm gonna that's what i dubbed it um (laughs) essentially like when you are in the state you just kind of go and uh you have free time all the time and i can't just sit in my sun room for 16 hours and play pokemon (laughs) i actually have to like wake up at a reasonable hour and do adult things which is kind of weird um but yeah it's it's good that i at least have something to keep my life in in check and just say like yeah i can't become a pokemon master right now okay like maybe later down the line but not right now (laughs) uh how about you how's how's your week going
0: um my week has been very busy i uh I've just been for the most of the weekend. I was just trapped in spreadsheet hell, um, doing maths and and whatnot, and filling out data and copying and pasting. And if there was ever a wrong number, I'd have to go back and make sure I typed out every single number correctly. And that took me way too long, and I hated it. Um, that's mostly what I did. Uh, did I do anything else? No, I think that was, I think that was it. It was just mostly mostly spreadsheeting. It was terrible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the, the just I'm, I'm never good. I was never good at Excel, uh. So thinking of that, like I I was lucky enough to take like an easy stat class for my senior year, but like there was some classes where they were just like, yeah, you're you're living in spreadsheets, and I'm like, no. Uh, but I'll tell you the odds of horse racing. Like, you got to finance your car, I guess. Yeah. Like, but but that's about it. It wasn't like a lot of crazy calculations or sitting around and not doing too much. See, like what I was doing was I was like inputting, I had to like input um,
0: individual transactions and payouts into the spreadsheet from like one of our online platforms for the festival, just for accounting purposes and and whatnot. So I was just copying and pasting or like, no, not some, some things I had to be copy and pasted, some things I typed in manually. Uh, It just, it was just a way too long of a process. Uh, yeah, I hate spreadsheets, and I hate the mathematics. But you know what's not spreadsheets and mathematics? Overwatch uh, isn't. Yay. <laughs> so let's get into the news of the week. Um, as predicted last week, and since we are, in fact, in October, the spookiest month of the year, we are now on the Halloween event for this year for Overwatch. Hooray. Um I really like the skins that came out this year, and I'm I'm glad they did something to Junkenstein because uh, if you guys remember what they did to the uh, Archives event, they gave you like little challenge mode variations to go with it. Um, I'm glad that they did that for Junkenstein this year, and um, I'm glad they didn't do something stupid like throw in Lucio Ball
1: into Halloween. <laughs> Oh yeah, but instead it's the it's the pumpkin hanbeen skinned instead of the regular oh. ball. Ooh. And your <laughs> Lucio's
0: are all like the Medusa Lucio's. There we go. <sighs> Lucio ball. Anyway, so yeah, so um we have the Junkenstein event for the next 3 weeks. Um we get new variations to the the Junkenstein mode each week. We get two per week. So this week we had Vengeful Ghost which is it's a deadly ghost chases players. And what it is, it's this like floating Zomnic that just, it's like a boo from Mario, except it doesn't stop when you look at it. And like, if you're within its like range of effect, you take damage. Um, and the other one is Frenzied Stampede, which is Zomnic's move faster. Um, they're not overly hard, I think, for Vengeful Ghost, just as long as you're not playing like a stationary character too much. Like if you're if you're not... Standing still and sniping with like a widow, or just standing at your turret with Torbjorn, just hammering away at the thing, you should be fine. Um, with frenzied stampede, it's like at the beginning initially, um, it feels like they're a lot faster, but I feel like it's it's easy enough to get used to as you continue to play the mode. Um, next week's modes are volatile zomnics and three. They were, uh, I'm guessing. They don't put a description, but I'm guessing Volatile zomnix is just more explodey. And then three they were. There's three of you instead of four of you. And then the for week three, it's Mystery Swap and Shocking Surprise. I, I'm guessing Mystery Swap is just you swap heroes maybe every time you die. And then Shocking Surprise, probably more rip tires. I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I think the Shocking Surprise one is actually the one that they were showing in the trailer. Um it was the one where like Torbjorn kills a roadhog but two rip tires come out immediately afterwards. Oh. Um, so I think that's what it is. If you kill a boss, there will be more rip tires to follow. So that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just a little bit more hectic than it needed to be, but yeah. Have you tried the modes yet? I played uh, them I
0: got on right before we went to record cuz I wanted to see what they were like.
1: Uh, i have not yet i'm waiting on once again my i'm waiting on friends to um you show friends? up oh my i God. actually What's have that like uh it's kind of weird man <laughs> like uh yeah we haven't played overwatch in a in a hot minute so we're gonna be playing and just like seeing obviously all the new stuff we also want to do um the new challenges uh there's more weekly stuff um that we'll for sure touch on but yeah, we, we tend to just play a lot just to get the skins and see what's new. Um, we know that, you know, the the nine wins and then also just loot box stuff in general. Uh, there's just a lot of really good stuff that's been around, especially during the Halloween events.
0: Mm-hmm. They did change up the roster a little bit for the Halloween event this year. We've got most of the same characters like Genji Hanzo, uh, McCree, Tracer, Torbjorn, Tracer, Widowmaker, Ana, Brig, and Zen. but this year they gave us two more. Uh, we have this year Ash and Baptiste are available to play. So um, I know that the Bob, I've seen the Bob played. It's it's pretty impactful. It's just like a very uh, short term second Torbjorn turret. Assuming you're already running the first one because they're super helpful. But yeah, that's that's the that's the big update they gave us this year in terms of roster. Um, like Kevin said, you've got your um, weekly challenges, nine wins to earn. This week, you're going to win a uh, Phantasma Sombra Epic skin along with the uh, spray and the player icon. Next week, it's Stone Brigita, which she just looks like she's a statue that came to life. And then week three is the Ragdoll Echo skin, which looks probably... I honestly think this is one of the best skins that we have this year. And it's like, an, one of the easiest things to get—you just have to play and win nine times.
1: Yeah, the the fact that it's a week three one means that you know they want to make it the last one, want to make it one of the better ones uh, to go for. And I'm really excited for it. It is super creepy. It's got like very Silent Hill vibes to it. So, um, yeah, a bit of I'm, coraline I'm in of, there too with the button yeah. eye stitched like heart shape. Yeah i just think that it's overall just a really good skin and um i mean all of them that came out were really well selected and well crafted uh this year so um once again as well as those all of the old ones returned as well so there's any of them that you missed um i know i missed warlock uh ash last year so i might be trying to pick that up but um yeah I'm, i'm more looking at the uh the new werewolf and uh diva skins
0: yeah so um the new skins in addition to those three that were released this year are the um the flying dutchman signal which is my favorite skin like he's got like his hyperspheres are sea urchins that's so cool um and then uh like kevin said there's the werewolf winston which i think it would have been cool if they made him like human at first which would which would honestly look really freaky but then like when he goes primal rage then he like actually turns into a werewolf um they have shinryong diva which is like she turned her her skin is based on like the nine-tailed fox spirit that's common in a lot of asian cultures like chinese japanese and korean cultures all have some version of a a nine-tailed fox spirit and then you've got the Shimada brothers with dai tengu hanzo and karasu tengu genji um kevin correct me if i'm wrong tengu is just like
1: a japanese like spirit minor god yeah it is a uh how can i describe it it's kind of a forest protector spirit um the tengu is known for having just a really long nose and is like the the forest guardian um if you if you mess with them he he will eat you um that is that is the whole lore. um But yeah, he just lives in trees. He usually has, like, if you've seen the Pokemon Shiftery, that's what the, like, that's really heavily based off of the Tengu. So there's that. And uh, Karasu means crow for the Genji skin. So it's very crow like. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. What's the die Tengu based on then? Um, uh, Let's find out. I know that, uh... okay, the king of Tengu's. Revered by local as gods and are also less mischievous and lower than regular tengu. I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh well. Okay. So,
0: well, we know that they're based on Japanese forest spirits. So, those are this year's skins. Um, you have three weeks, as of recording today, which is the 13th of October, to get these skins um i got you also get a uh, a free halloween loot box i know one of my friends got the diva just right out of the box which i'm sad just because i got dupes again this year but yeah do your wins play arcade get your loot boxes and uh
1: hopefully you get what you like if you are gonna do Signs revenge i would highly recommend you know getting a couple friends together doesn't even have to be a full stack just like a couple of them just so you could coordinate um yeah that's pretty much all i got for for this other than that if there's a skin that you missed make sure that you go and get it now um most of them become like half off or a little bit less than where they originally started
0: i just remembered this but i wanted to point this out for the halloween thing um now that sigma has a pirate skin you could literally run an entire pirate team right because you've got sigma on the uh the Dutchman one. You can mm-hmm. put Roadhog on the uh, the Sharkhead Mako one. Mm-hmm. Got um, for your DPS. There's a Junkrat, which is Bill Rat, and then Torbjorn, who's got the uh, the Blackbeard uh, Captain's ones. Mm-hmm. And then for the healers, you've got Anna, and you have Baptiste. Oh yeah, the Corsair and the
1: and uh, the other one. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can run a relatively viable team with all pirates the only thing that they needed to do to make that like a true pirate ship thing is like they have to give Bastion a pirate themed skin and then they give like I think you have to give Reinhardt a, a pirate themed skin as well so that way either like you're full or Risa. yeah yeah Reinhardt for that but yeah e- either either one but like you can have a full literal pirate ship pirate ship
0: I mean, technically, you could you could use the Sigma for the pirate ship. You just have to be a lot more on it with the shielding.
1: Yeah, it's that. But like, Hog doesn't have the secondary shield, so you would you would run like, uh, you would run Sigma and like either Orissa or um or the Rhine. Although this comp would probably be very
0: vulnerable to sniping. Oh yeah, just the sure. all pirate one, not the not the pirate ship one, but. The all because you've got your junk and your torb like you're very squishy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, you would have to like Junkrat would have to be the main contest, or if you have a godly Ana, I guess that's your go-to. Yeah, just cross maps sleeping. Yep.
0: Are there any other? There's not really anything else in this game that you could just like do a themed thing, a team, unless you're like maybe Talon. But even then, you only have one talon tank. Yeah. Huh. Cause you got two you have two healers for Talon. Um, you can run Doom and Reaper. But then you've just got Sigma. I guess when they release um Oh, what's his name? If, if and when we get Maga, yeah, when we get Maga, because we know we're getting him. They said that they're gonna release him. They gave us Sigma instead, but when we get Maga, then we can do a Talon one. But for now, it's just pirate's life. On a similar note, we did get a patch note for uh, I, when was that released? I think was is that today? Yeah, we got a patch released today with the uh, release of the Halloween Terror event. Um. So obviously the Halloween patch came in. Plus we had a few more general um, updates. We have a new profanity filter. Um, so I, I'm guessing this is just in chat, like not, not on voice stuff because I don't know how they would be able to moderate the voice thing, but they have different levels of profanity that you can have. Friendly, which is um, pretty much there's no profanity in it whatsoever. No, no vulgar or offensive um, words will be permitted. Mature, you can see some in this setting, but they'll filter out like even like the most offensive of offensive terms. And then unfiltered, which is just wild, wild west, say whatever you want. Uh the different kinds of filtering will be uh you can put a different filter on each uh channel that you want. There's gen chat, match chat team, party chat, and whisper. You can change it uh to fit whatever you want. Another a really interesting chat that I'm not sure how this will affect gameplay, but it's going to be fun to see, is the elevator adjustment that's been uh, talked about for a while is finally coming in. So the elevators on maps like um, Hollywood or Volskaya, they'll they'll wait until someone's actually standing on them before they go up. So uh, that'll make it a lot easier for teams to retake high ground. It'll hopefully help our timing a lot more. Um, Season 3 of Competitive Deathmatch has begun. And for some hero updates, Reinhardt's Earth Shatter voice line is going to, I guess it's, they're adding the For the Crusaders that your allies are going to hear when Reinhardt shatters. Um, I personally like the Hammer Down better than For the Crusaders. I don't know why that needed changing, but it changed. Um, Soldier 76 pulse rifle change that was experimental came through so the bullet spread's gone constant recoil's added the bullet damage is down from 20 to 19 and the ammo is up from 25 to 30 I tried this on the, uh, the Halloween stuff and it was uh, I, I was it was a lot more um, weird than I'm used to playing with soldier just having to pull down Uh, Sombra her translocator uh, no for Sombra they changed uh, the change included improving the smoothness of Sombra's first-person camera when she's translocating from a short distance to like if you can see her translocator from where you are I guess they smoothed out um, that transition and for Widowmaker if you're trying to grapple with her um, grappling hook and the distance is less than two meters the uh, hook's just going to bounce off and not attach, but you don't lose um, that ability. It's not on cooldown. I, I never thought the Widowmaker one would be necessary, but it's going to be... That's going to be weird to see, because like, what if you're just trying to get up a, a ledge that's close to you?
1: Yeah, you're going to have to find a different angle or grapple to place a little bit further. Um, yeah, that's kind of... That's an interesting... That's an interesting change. Um I didn't really expect that one to go through. Um, the the Reinhardt one, I guess, because like technically both Reinhardt still have hammered down for their voice line, regardless of if its uh, enemy or ally. Um, so I guess if some people are just going off of sound cues, like it's just uh, it's a little confusing especially if both rinds use it you don't know if your rind used it or their rind used it so i guess making for the crusaders will just make it like super obvious that that one's yours uh versus not not yours um and then i was talking with a lot of people about the soldier 76 change um i know that my old coach the one that used to play for uh, hammers esports um for hollywood he would. He was a soldier player when he played for the team, and he said the the bullet spread really made it diff- difficult for me to like love soldier, um, and it was just a really difficult thing uh, to to get down. Um, but he said now that it's now just a constant like it's a slow pull down on the thing. The bullets are a lot more consistent, which means that even though they reduce the amount of damage it does we're going to hit a lot more shots. So a lot more soldiers are going to get used to being able to just mow you down with this ability. Um, Just like, just with heavy, more consistent output damage um, from soldier players. So this is more buff to soldier in the way how every bullet after five, isn't always going to be like going off into left field, uh, hitting your own teammates or anything. You know how it's going to be how it's going to work um and it's very consistent like the the recoil is very consistent so you should be able to compensate whenever you're ready to take the shot it feels a lot more heavy and, and impactful and meaty
0: now you know it's yeah kind of, sure. it's got that weight to it that like the the closest thing i can compare it to in this game is ryan's hammer where you can you can kind of feel how heavy it is when he swings it
1: yeah like that has a certain amount of weight to it now the pulse rifle now like you know it is heavy like you have to you have to pull down in order to compensate for the actual shot
0: all right so moving on now that the overwatch league season is officially over um we're going to see a lot more change in personnel um the free agency is i guess now starting um i don't know <laughs> officially what their timeline is with this thing because um, according to what's on the Overwatch League website, if you look at the dates on um, free agency, the 16th is their deadline to um, extend any and all contracts that they want to that were initially signed in 2020. Um, and the 24th is when teams can officially start picking players up. Um, Moth released his statement that he's a free agent, I guess, too early. Um, cause he took the tweet down and said, people said I could do it. So I did it. Um, but then you've got, um, Uber who released his free agency statement, um, as well as Boombox. So I'm not, I'm not sure on what they're doing with dates right now. Uh, maybe since super already started, they just
1: said, go for it. Yeah, I, I I don't know what the official like rules for this is, um, but I I heard like the first time that Moth tweeted, he's like, "Hey, I'm a free agent, willing to take any offers." Um, I put it in my Discord immediately, and I was like, "Excuse me, like, what do you mean <laughs> with me?" Uh, because like, we definitely would like to have him on the team, um, as a you know, as a Lucio and Mercy player, like we kind of need him. Um, but here's the thing that I'm thinking: um, what Moth is doing, and this is actually a really smart idea. Um, it's to be open to offers and see if SF is willing to match, um, because Moth really likes the culture of the San Francisco Shock, and obviously, like he he's won two championships with that already. But uh, looking to potentially get more out of his contract from what he initially signed for. So um as a as an SF fan I'm a I was a little bit worried. Um uh, I really don't want Moth to leave, but if he does and he joins like Philly or even Washington, I feel like they'd be scary as hell. I feel like um
0: Houston is looking at him too, just based on the tweets that were under his profile.
1: And people mm-hmm. are
0: are at least the vocal outlaws fans are saying hey
1: get moth get moth now yeah there there's a lot of like people who want you know this kind of talent and i mean we we definitely want them uh everybody wants a great support player uh like moth so definitely offers are on the table it's just a matter of where he lands and if it shakes up the rest of you know the way how we watch the league and who to look out for even
0: yeah um so in addition to on this um announcement on the overwatch website um in addition to the the dates and the timeline for um signing free agents there are some changes in how the player contracts are going to be done in the next season um so all teams are required to have at least seven players signed for the entire season um, starting from January 4th until the very end teams can have a maximum of 12 players of any type of contract. So that's including your season long contracts um, in addition to 30 day contracts, which um, started popping up this season, I think more prominently. um, But those have been extended as an option as well as two way players. Um, The league is, taking away the restriction on the number of two-way players that are allowed. So if a player is on a uh, contenders team or is in an academy um, or if they're just in the contender scene, they are allowed to play both for the contender scene and for the professional overwatch scene, I think up to a number of of a limit of five games before they're excluded from, from playing in contenders tournaments. Um, But yeah, that's, uh, that's what's, changing for
1: next season. We know that a lot of the original since we are getting into season 3, there's going to be a lot of players whose contracts are ending. We we saw you know a couple big shakeups like, you know, Space leaving uh the Valiant, we saw um you know Decay kind of moving his way and then you know the fall of the Titans. Um depending on where people end up landing will determine obviously how well some of these teams will be doing in the near future
0: i feel definitely with the way that they're structuring the the team composition and contract now i'm hoping this means that they're going to be putting more support for the um the tier two overwatch um and if you look on twitter on the uh the path to pro i guess on thursday they're they're putting out an announcement like the tweet says this is an announcement of an announcement look out for uh Thursday, so we we definitely know that the the lower scenes of contenders have not been getting the support they need. Um, They really need it. We've seen their players come up and do really well. You had the entire Titans roster who came in at the last minute and actually did a decent job. You you have um, Shockwave and Dalton who really stepped up as the DPS and made it all the way to the All Stars for the NA region. Um, and they definitely deserve those spots. Those weren't just like pity spots given to them. Like they, they've proven that the contender scene has a lot of um, main league worthy con- uh, Not content. Main league worthy um, competitors. So, I think that I hope for next season that we're going to see a lot more integration between all levels of the league.
1: Yeah, and honestly, I've been waiting for contender support for a long time. Um, I've been. Obviously discussing with, with you and everybody on the podcast as well as V um about integration of having you know more accessible more accessibility when it comes to contenders. Um and yeah, especially since we used to scout out and just look at some of these players, it's interesting to see like obviously who moves up. Like we, we saw Meng before he became, you know, what he was on uh, on on Chengdu and it was really fun just to see like you know one weird ball player and he's doing what he needs to do um and then obviously like I've been following Tayo for the longest time and now that he's signed to SF and filling up Genji's spot that nobody else could fill um it's it's really cool to see them definitely work their way up
0: so with all of this with and especially with like the new um, free agencies starting to happen, how much of a change are we going to see? Do you think during the uh, the off season? Because as it stands right now, like with Uber being a, a free agent, I-, I don't think that they needed to get rid of the amount of desk talent that they had. But if they're not renewing contracts, what I that doesn't look that good for
1: him. Yeah, honestly, like when it comes to finding talent and getting everybody together. It's obviously a lot of money that's coming out of these its I just don't know how well, you know, the league is going to do coming into next year. I I know that there's all the talks of contracts and everything wants to, everybody wants to have another season of the league. It's just a matter of if it could be financially stable. I guess that is the big
0: question is without having that homestand model that was supposed to be the monetary return, is there a way that we can get or that the league can get to the point where it's financially profitable and stable and can sustain the interest of these organizations long term?
1: Yeah, and obviously with the news of Overwatch 2 coming around too, it's like, do you do you want to like do you want to force another league or do you want your community to build the leagues for you and then work from there? This is going to be just
0: – this next season is, I think, the make or break because I don't think we'll, Corona is going to end by the time we start. It might – there might be a chance for like midway through, depending on how things go, to finally move towards that homestand model Um But like the management of that has to be done so well, because if one person gets Corona while that happens, it's done. Um, And if the thing is, and if they don't get to that point and if the investors don't make their money back, I don't think the league's going to see a year four or what is it? Year five, five season five. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to see a season five
1: after. Yeah, I I totally agree. And it's just a matter of engagement in the game um like how long will people still enjoy overwatch um even after you know they finish all the single player uh they finish all of the uh they finish all the story mode and then like how well is the esports scene going to be in general um i'm i'm just kind of i'm i'm interested in knowing the other half like um once again i would i don't like often brag about this but like sitting down and talking with andy miller who owns the shock um and talking with him about like what what do you think financially um the overwatch league has that you know that really helps them out and obviously like being in the shock organization you're like one of the you are if not one of the best the best organization uh considering that you you have won, you've won like both of them like how long even if you're winning how long can you stay in the game you know um, so moving on um
0: the world cup is is in a weird state right now because usually right after grand finals we're transitioning into world cup um happening i guess what sometime november usually right world cup happens
1: yeah it's whenever blizzcon originally is which is usually like mid late november
0: yeah so um this year obviously blizzcon is not happening and also logistically speaking world cup would not um be practical it might be feasible but absolutely not practical um but there's there's still a possibility for it to happen as we know blizzcon moved over to uh um, February next year. So in an interview with the gamehouse.com, um, the Overwatch League senior manager of product strategy, Sean Miller, and the senior manager of league operations, Adam Mirzowski. I hope I did not butcher that name. Um, they, they spoke and then they said, it is a possibility for us to see the world cup happening in 2021 during BlizzCon. Um, but again that's going to that's going to take a lot of very meticulous planning and in their words a lot of miracles to happen before um that happens um we've seen especially with uh, the nba just wrapping up like the bubble is um it's feasible it it can work if you do it properly and if you really control it um I'm guessing if they wanted to do a World Cup, they'd have to do something similar to that. But, like, if you're just playing the World Cup, is it really worth it to do a bubble for two weeks and then go in only to possibly be eliminated right off the bat? I, uh,
1: in my opinion, I would say no. I, I totally agree. Like, the whole bubble thing, like, when we were watching I, the freshest one obviously is the NBA Um, but they had that like a 100% on lock like it was like the talent not only the talent but like the operators and like everybody who came in contact with any of the players it was like you were quarantined for 14 days and then like they were even saying like the family situation like some some family members wanted to be closer to you know each other so they would quarantine for 14 days before even like being able to see their, their family members. So I don't know, obviously like those guys are older, uh, not necessarily older than us, but like they're, they're older than the average Overwatch League player. Um, And I would think that with that thought process, like how much like contact with like their parents and all that, will they need like i know that some people could just drop into the to the gaming house and do x y and z but like it would have to be very it would be very controlled and i feel like that's very difficult to do um especially considering all the teams that they have there
0: right right you'd have to like you'd first you'd have to find a location that is um favorable for everybody because if if not you're gonna be on really weird ping throughout the world so you need somewhere central that ideally all the teams could um just be quarantined and isolated um so that in itself is is probably a very big problem because uh i don't know how many teams are going to be going um plus at least 7 players per team for 2 weeks that's that's a lot of people
1: yeah and I mean, if you're considering, you know, World Cup, um, yeah, you're, you're saying eight teams, seven players, um, yeah, you would have to do a whole bubble thing, like, um, and you would have to get us hyped up for the World Cup, too, because, like, we can't have, if we have preliminary rounds, like, they do the years before, like, that's usually done, like, a month or two ahead of time. Um So they would probably do that, but the flight and the quarantine and the waiting, like not only will they have to do that for, you know, Overwatch, they'll probably do it for, you know, Hearthstone as well. Um, And just trying to find a central location for everybody to be um, where they could hold these events would be, would be pretty insane. Um, Unless somehow somewhere in the world, I hope some magical scientist finds the cure and we could all just line up and get like our super drug early. Uh, then we don't have to worry about all this. Yeah. Um,
0: but barring that, I feel like the, the, my overall impression of this is, yes, it's possible to have a World Cup, but not at all practical and not at all likely.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like if a World Cup is going to happen, it's not going to be in person. Like it it would be online kind of the same way how contenders is running right now. It's just like everybody plays on their own ping and you just kind of deal with what you got. I mean, you had people like fielder playing in the league with just terrible ping. So it's possible, but it's not ideal. Exactly. Like you just want to have a good world cup. You want it to be fair for everyone. Um, and you would just have to try to make it as fair as possible yeah anything else news wise that we missed that you know of kevin um not that i know of i would say once again everybody get your get your halloween event skins uh do your stuff it's yeah it's the halloween event time to do that um i feel like the one thing for patch notes wise like expect soldier to be coming back a lot um, good soldier players will get used to the recoil and will start destroying your games. Um, if anything, just use the Halloween event to get used to soldier. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's the way to go. I feel like uh, it, it's just going to be really interesting to see all that. Um, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on free agency. I know a lot of moves don't happen in the first couple of weeks, um, but usually what what will happen is like, you'll start seeing rosters thin out um, pretty soon and then all of the players are still in a pool and then somebody will get picked up um, usually closer to the time that the next league starts they start announcing those so um, I mean I feel like it'd be an interesting question to, to ask it's like who would you like to see um, I want us to
0: see Guri get played
1: yeah like either get transferred from teams uh, to get picked up or to you know obviously move teams like uh i feel like gegu zarya would be very good obviously in this current meta um even, even if it's on a team that like doesn't have that level of like insane play like if she has the potential to play on a team that will at least give her some playtime you know um it's worth a shot like i i wouldn't mind seeing that um i know that there's a couple of people who i've been keeping an eye out on um I'm a big proponent of Yedel. I, I I like his gameplay. Uh he's a crazy like Hammond player who I've seen. So I want him, I want like Emong potentially to get picked up again. Um there's just a whole bunch of like people who we saw season 1 or uh in the contender scene. Like there's a lot of people who I I don't want to like list off my you know my santa checklist or anything. I mean Jay saying, Hong's like, looking to come back. Yeah, and Jhang he he was a caster for a little bit and he's like i'm tired i'm tired of watching i want to i want to be in so yeah um i've i would feel like it would be an insane thing if he goes back to like if he goes back to the soul dynasty right like either as a player or as a coach um Hong and toby coming back would be like just just do it for the just do it for the memes do it for the do it for the feels um i'd be down and then also um I'm interested in where Bishu lands because he he said he's tired of he's, – he's done with playing, but he wants to do coaching or management. So I want to see where Coach Bishu might
0: end up. All right. Then we'll enjoy the Halloween event, everybody, and we will be back at you next week with more news. See ya.
1: Next week, we cover any news that we find from the world of Overwatch.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. And follow us on all social media at Believe OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com.